Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. The U.S. Open is behind us. You can see all the uh, coverage on SI.com. But for our podcast this week, we are spinning it forward. We have our second annual podcast with Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Mavericks star, future NBA Hall of Famer, all-around great guy, and above all, tennis fan. So Dirk is holding... His charity event, his tennis event, September 16th at uh, SMU at the Tennis Center there. Andy Roddick will be there. Tommy Haas, Mark Knowles, Owen Wilson, noted player J.J. Barea. Um, This all goes to, uh, this year it's going to benefit families recovering from Hurricane Harvey. We'll have a link to uh, the Dirk Nowitzki tennis event that we'll put on the website. But uh, Dirk and I talk uh, tennis, what translate and what doesn't translate from the NBA to uh, to playing on this other court. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, how he spent his summer, how he manages his body. He's now 39 years old, three years on uh, on Federer. And, uh, again, just a fun conversation with uh, all-around good guy and an absolute uh, A-list NBA player. Uh, so we'll bring him on now. Dirk Nowitzki, welcome. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. Everything good, uh, everything good in your parts? Everything good. Can't complain. How much of the U.S. Open did you catch? Uh, I tried every uh, every night session to catch a little bit during the day. It's hard, you know, working out and kiddos and stuff. But once uh, once they were in bed, the night sessions I was uh, I was usually tuned in. So uh, caught a bit, caught a bit here and there. Well, what was what was your best match? What was your uh, what was your favorite night session? Oh man, it had to be. Uh, I saw the end when uh, when Delpo came back, uh, two sets down, and then uh, and came back to win at five. Uh, oh, you the saw that? that? Yeah, the atmosphere was incredible. So uh, that was great. And I saw some when he beat uh, FedEx. So um, that was that was awesome too. So 
and then he had unfortunately nothing left in the tank in the, in the semis. But um, just yeah, exactly. That was, that was pretty cool to see him get back there. It was uh, it was pretty sweet. Have you have you been? I I know I've seen you at Wimbledon. Have you been in the U.S. Open? Yeah, no, never have. And it's you know it's sort of right there and here in September when we're gearing up for the season. And and back in the days, like I was always still in Europe, getting ready and then coming back over late and uh, jumping right into camp. So I've never been, but that's that's definitely on the bucket list. That and uh, a, a U.S. Open night session. Everybody said it's it's. Is a must, and also I want to do uh, Aussie Open. You know, I was, I was <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. I was in uh, in Australia once, uh, traveling for six weeks. Love, love the country, and uh, it always looks so sweet. So that's that's another thing I want to take the family to, and uh, hopefully once the kids are a little older. I was gonna say you can't be an active NBA player and. Uh... And go to Australia. So you're, you're gonna have to save that one. Yeah, that's uh, we're gonna save that one. And also, uh, Indian Wells is on the list. Uh, and you know, my my boy Tommy Haas is going right. to be the exactly. the tournament director. <laughs> uh, so he already uh, he already actually invited me anytime you want to come out. So that's on the list as well. But uh, as we know, that's in the middle of the season. So uh, I got I got a few bucket lists in, uh, in tennis for sure. I saw I saw Steve Kerr. We uh we actually we watched watched a few games and uh, yeah. I'm trying to think who or one of the rookies uh, Brendan Ingram I don't know one of the um one of the rookies made it out so uh, oh, nice. next next year um, love love Steve and good dude good dude big tennis fan too yeah uh, that's awesome I gotta talk to him about it next time you you know you know who uh it's gonna say it's gonna sound name dropping you know you know who I hit some balls with last month who's who's very nice player is uh Gordon Hayward. Yes, so He's I knew good. that. Actually, I did not know that, and I saw a special last year on NBA TV where it's called Inside the NBA with Grand Hill and stuff, and they always do neat stories off the court with the guys. And so I was tuned in on NBA TV just watching random one night, and it is on, so I was watching a little bit, and they said, coming up, Gordon Hayward in tennis, and I was like, what? <laughs> So I was watching, and he was really good. So I, I reached out to him last year already, which was a couple of weeks before my attorney uh, that we have again this year. And um, and he's like, ah, oh, unfortunately, I already made plans. It was the last weekend before uh, everything starts. So he was out, and this year I tried again. But, you know, he's just made the big move to Boston, yeah, I and I figured I figured uh, he's, he's out this year for sure. And then he's like, yeah, I, I can't come. But uh, I reached out to him twice, and maybe, uh, maybe in the future uh, he'll, he'll be in. But I did see him. He's got, he's got some nice strokes nice for player. sure. Court, court in the backyard. Yeah, you're right though. He had a, he had a busy off season. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll he has. Uh, I, I gave him that. He's a big move with the family too. So and I'm sure he's busy. You you never had to do that, did you? Nah, unfortunately, I didn't. You what know, do you mean unfortunately? You, know, you never know. You get you get to a team and uh, you don't know how it's going to pan out. And you know, we switched owners. I think in end of my second year. So then you never know how that's going to work out. And and Mark. Ended up being a blessing for for us, for this franchise, and for the city, and you know, just and, and for me, really. I mean, he's he's a, a huge fan of mine as well. Always supported me on and off the floor. And whenever there was a problem, he was always there for me. So we kind of built like a, a relationship. But 
and I'm I'm, I'm happy to, that he uh, he was my boss for so long time, such a long time, and I was I was able we were able to you know accomplish some great things together. So I, I want to ask you, we're, we're catching you in. Obviously, this is the the Monday after the U.S. Open, so we're in. You know, it's it's, it's nine eleven today, and mm-hmm. you haven't you haven't played a game in about four months. And the tennis players at the U.S. Open always are talking about the off season. We wish it were longer. We don't have enough of an off season. What what is the off season like for you, both sort of physically, but also spiritually? I mean, what what is your summer like? What is this off time like for a basketball player? Well, you know, we we didn't make the playoffs last season, unfortunately. So literally, my last game was uh, almost mid-April. So off season is is pretty long. We're we're very fortunate uh, in in, uh, in basketball. You know, we don't. I know the tennis guys are just uh, have the shortest off season ever. I mean, they're it's Tuesday this uh, year. That's 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 tough. But uh, you know, we have a few months and. But, you know, when you're in your 20s, you basically take a few weeks off, and I was right back in the gym. I was working out. I was working out in Germany. Um, Then I was playing national team every summer uh, from year 20 to 30, uh, so over 10 years, basically, every every summer I played. And then once I turned 30 and got a little older, then uh, I didn't play for a national team every summer anymore. That that means I have more time. Now I have kids. We have three kids now, so uh, that I get to spend a lot of time with in the summer. Uh, we do travel a lot now um, since we're my wife and I were both from Europe, born and raised. Um, so we go back home, uh, spend some time in Germany and Sweden. Uh, went to Africa this summer for a couple of weeks because uh, oh, wow. wifey has some ties there. Um, and so we were, we were on the road for a good uh, six, seven weeks and uh, had a good time. And, and we've been back a few weeks now. And I'm, you know, trying to get, uh, trying to get back in it, which, which is harder as you get older. You know, I turned 39 this summer. And, you know, just working my way back the last few weeks hasn't been easy. Uh, been, uh, been going hard uh, every, like, six days a week now uh, the last three weeks and, and just, just trying to get back into game shape and uh, get ready for camp. So, so 39 uh, a generation ago would, would have been, you know, with possibly the exception of Kareem, it's, it's unheard of. Same, you know, and in tennis it's the same, right? Tommy, Tommy's still yeah. out there at, at 39, yeah. Roger's 36, Venus 37. Yeah. What, what do you think it is? I mean, is it, is it the technology? Is it the training? Is it, is it the, the money that gives you incentive to not retire? I mean, what, what do you think it is? Well, it might be a complete package of all of that. I'm not sure if if, the, uh, if they play for money. I mean, I'm sure they they've made enough throughout their career. Uh, it's the I think it's it's some that some of the training. I think the knowledge we have now um, we 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 didn't have 20 years ago. You know, the how much of a difference uh, training, the weight room, the stretching, the the nutrition is a big part. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's one major key for sure, and uh, yeah, so the, so guys are able to compete uh, for a longer time, and and you see some of our older players are in the NBA still able to play efficient, and um, obviously you're losing a step, and but I think you're you're able to make it up by uh, by experience and uh, just keeping your body still in uh, in good shape, and then you're able to. To play till your late thirties these days—that's—I uh, don't think it's anything abnormal anymore. You, you ever know your body better than you know it now? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, in my 20s, you, you don't know anything. We, beginning, <laughs> we used to have whatever cheeseburgers before games and had no problems and went out there and played. And, and as you get older, I think you learn more and more about your body. Okay, this is not good. Too much sugar uh, during the season hurts my feet. And it's like, it's just little things that, that, uh, that are crazy. So you, you're trying to basically, um, you know, eat, eat as clean as you can and, and listen to your body. You know, the uh, last couple of years, I, I haven't really played back-to-backs. Um, and last year, for the first time, I had some Achilles problems. So I almost missed two months. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's unfortunate as you get older, but it's, it's just something you deal with every day. You get in, you have a little routine, you do your stretching, you do your strengthening, and you get some shots up, and, and then uh, you kind of see how you feel from day to day and make a decision as today a day we push or should we pull back a little bit? And I mean, you're kind of like, I'm, I'm sure it's the same with Roger and all these guys. You're in, in constant, you know, conversation with, you, with your trainers, uh, with your weight coach, and like, hey, should we do a little more? Should we do a little less today? And, uh, you know, just you're in constant uh, communication with, with, your, with your inner circle. Uh, what should you be doing today and uh, to get ready for, for the next tournament in their case or for, for the next game in our case? We were talking about how uh, it's the same way you guys say, listen, I'm, I, I may not play 82 games. I'll let you tell, tell you that right now. It's the same way Roger took off the clay season. Yeah. You know, he didn't play between Miami and Wimbledon and yet uh, mm-hmm. between the grass season. And, and yet that's great. If that's going to prolong Roger Federer's career, if that's going to prolong your career, that's great, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I only played 82, maybe a couple of times in my career, and that was early on. I mean, it's it's hard uh, to be ready every night. And, um, you know, I used to be actually proud of it, playing 82, but, you know, little things happen all the time. Uh, and especially once you're older, you need to be smart about it. And, you know, we want to be a playoff team, always have, and so you don't kind of want to burn yourself out uh, during the regular season, uh, you want to kind of go in the playoffs feeling pretty fresh. And um, so you just, you know, just see and, and, and read how your body feels and then kind of, kind of go from there. But in Roger's case, it made sense. I mean, uh, you play fantastic season this year. Um, I mean, it, it kind of made sense for him for sure. What, what's the state of your tennis game? How are you, how are you hitting the ball? So, you know, I love tennis. I love to play. Uh, we usually play. There were, there were summers where Wifey's actually a really good player, too. So there were, there were weeks where we played almost every day, you know, in the evenings. Uh, that, was, that was pre-kids. Uh, so yeah. the kids uh, changed it a little bit. We, haven't, we don't get to hit as much anymore. Um, but we still love it. And, and this summer we traveled so much, and, and then with my Achilles last season, I had that scare. Mm-hmm. I didn't really uh, want to push it too much this year. Um, so I, I only played a few times actually this year, so I'm a little worried uh, for next weekend uh, since I haven't put, uh, put a lot of hours on the court in, but I'll, I'll still be able to hit a little bit for sure. We're talking, obviously, uh, we're, we're talking about your, your charity event on September 16th at SMU, what uh, for for people that weren't there last year? What what was what was the highlight? You had you had Tommy and oh, Andy, and yeah, Ben we, Stiller. We had a good time. You know, it was always a you know I have a charity baseball game here in Dallas. I have a a charity soccer match the last two years in Germany, and like both sports, I'm like terrible. So 
I'm like, I'm thinking I should, ha- I should actually have a charity event that I get to enjoy and I, I actually can do the sport a little bit. So that was always a dream of mine to, uh, to put together a little tennis thing. And so last year we were able to, to pull it off. And we had a great time, and we had celeb support, and Andy Roddick came out, and Ben Stiller last year flew in, and uh, John Isner came and showed us uh, what it is as an amateur to return his serve, and um, everybody who was involved last year uh, came to me and said, if you do this again, count me in. So uh, here we are a year later uh, doing it a second time. And, um, had a blast. We, we did a dinner the Friday before, which we're doing again this year, uh, where we raised some money. We had a little uh, dinner and entertainment, and so it was. Uh, it was a great weekend last year, and uh, that's why we uh, we decided to do it again. There was a uh, someone whose initials are Andy Roddick told me uh, JJ yeah. Berea is a ringer. That uh, he, he said JJ JJ Berea is uh, the the guy who was unexpectedly good. So JJ and I always usually after the season play a couple of times. His mom growing up in Puerto Rico was a tennis coach. So he's oh, wow. actually really good. He's uh he's feisty on the court, he gets everything back and he's uh, he's got some skills. And then on the other side of the spectrum, uh Harrison Barnes, uh who who joined us last year for the tennis tournament. Uh, he was struggling a bit. He told me, yeah, because I, I asked him, do you want to play? Do you want to be part? He's like, yeah, count me in. I played a little bit in college. And then uh, I think he was a little bit overwhelmed with, uh, I mean, we had pros. We had unbelievable players there. Um, so he uh, he was struggling a bit. Uh, so he's not on the roster this year. But uh, but J.J. Was, uh, was fantastic. And he's, uh, he's in again. Harrison Barnes, like the guy that says, I, I, I like golf. And then he... Really, you, you can't shoot 120 at a uh, yeah, at, at a pro. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think the, the uh, yeah the um, just the overall presence of of pros there and how good the tennis really was there was uh, was a little overwhelming for him. Well, I was thinking you, you've got about three inches on uh, on John Isner, so you're, uh, you're 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 serving from from a high altitude. What um, yeah? What what skills translate though? I mean, but bas- basketball to tennis, tennis to what what skills translate and what skills don't? Well, I think I, I, tennis was my first sport. I started playing that when I was like four or five years old because my, my parents uh, were part of this tennis club. And, you know, there was also a social event in the evenings. They were just hanging out with their friends. And us kids were just running around the tennis court all day. So that was the first sport I actually picked up. And um, that's why it just uh, was always easy for me. I think the biggest thing that translated to basketball was some of the footwork, you know, early on. Uh, it came easy to me the, the pivots, the quick, the quick push-offs, the change of directions. Um, I think that in basketball, it kind of played right into my hands. Uh, for for a big guy, when I was young, uh, I was able, always able to move well and uh, and control my body. And I think um, I uh, I credit some of that to, to the sport uh, of tennis. That's for sure. And uh, I don't think I have three inches on John. I think John might be might be cracking six ten or right around there. And his serve, I think last year that was that was one of the most ex- greatest experience there. You know, every amateur got to try to um, <laughs> return his serve, and I mean he's got some heat. But I did ace him one time. You did. Uh, we played. Yeah, we played double one time. And he was kind of lined up on on the deuce court, 
and I sliced him out wide, and uh, he went by him, and he just looked at me, and I dropped my racket. I think I chest-bumped my, uh, my partner. I was so fired up, so that was, uh, that's my claim to fame. The uh, John Isner's serve, service game uh, surpasses his return game. That's, that's, that's great, though. The, uh, you probably just guessed wrong, and then once you get caught off... Uh... You know, you, you you guessed the wrong way, and sometimes yeah, yeah maybe score. maybe he was thinking I only got the power game. He didn't think I got the, the little slice in my game, so I kind of sliced it out wide, and he was uh, he did he wasn't ready for all that. He 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 had a rough U.S. Open, but we're told the uh, the next great champion is going to come from Germany. Have you have you seen Zverev played much? I have actually. Sasha. I watched him live one time. You you know the. Um, uh, they have this little uh, challenge yeah, tournament right, here right, in the, right. out in Irving, right? Uh, at the Las uh, Las Colinas at the Four Seasons, and so every every year when I'm in town, last year we weren't in town at all, but a couple of years ago I uh, went out there and he was playing. Um, what an unbelievable talent! I mean, he's he's tall, he's got the baseline strokes, he got the serve. Um, I think if anything, he could still get better at, at going forward. But other than that, he's uh, he's, he's going to be unbelievable, and uh, he's going to be great for uh, for a long, long time, and uh, so much uh, so much fun to watch. Just the power game, the movement. I mean, he's got uh, he's got the whole package. And what I'm most surprised about is, you know, people have been saying he's he's going to be top ten since he's like 14, 15, and that's that's a lot of pressure. But to live up to that. Uh, he's had an unbelievable, um, you know, summer here, winning some tournaments, and you know, just uh, keeping a level head. Uh, if you, if you get so much praise at a young age, mm-hmm. I think it's it's hard. And and he's done it. He's kept working, kept working, and uh, here he is already. I think he's already top ten now, right? Or did he slip back oh, out? No, so. no, he was. You know, he was he was the fourth seed at the uh, at the Open. Yeah. So it's been, yeah. it's been a good year. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great for a long, long time. So so Sloane Stevens wins the women's title two mm-hmm. days on on Saturday, and yeah. everybody says it's 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 great, good for her. We just we wonder uh, we we hope there's not a letdown. We hope she can deal with the pressure. We hope she still finds motivation. When when you guys won the title and and beat LeBron in mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever in 2011, mm-hmm. w- did did you feel like you came back for that next season? with a different perspective. I mean, do, do we make too much of this, this business of now that they're a champion, you know, is there going to be a letdown? I mean, is, was there something transformative or was it just another season you started after you were champion? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, for me, I, it was, the struggle was real a little bit. I got to admit, you know, we had, after we won it all, I had to play, um, uh, for, uh, for Germany cause we try to get qualified to London and uh, in 2012, so I played the Euros, and I, I shouldn't have played that summer. I was completely exhausted. And I think in my head after that, I was like, okay, I, I want to get a little break. And, and plus we had the lockout season. I don't know if you remember. Right, sure, um, sure, sure. So uh, I did let myself go a little bit and didn't train as hard as I should have. And then once the season hit, it kind of took me a little while, and my body wasn't right. So for me, that was a little hangover just because I've had a long summer playing for Germany, and then I just I didn't jump right back in it. So, but I think it's easier when you're younger. I think when you're older and you work for something so long and for 10-plus years, every year there's a disappointment. Uh, and then when you, do, when you do get your goal, I think there, 
there is a little exhaling going on. But if you're young, I think there you don't even know any better. You know, you just you you just train, uh, and you're hungry. You want to win. You want to win more. Um, I think it's a little harder when you're older. The uh, the the event this Saturday will be a success if what happens. You you need to you need to ace you know, uh, Andy Roddick this year. Yeah. So. Uh, tennis wise, uh, it's it's more for fun. Obviously, that's that's not what it's all sure, about. Sure. But you know, we're we're trying to raise as much money as we can. Um, you know, the proceeds this year are going to uh, everyone who's affected by uh, Hurricane Harvey. We're we're going to try to help to rebuild some of the communities down there. Um, so the success is if we make as much money as we can. I'm not sure if you heard, but Mark Cuban said I saw that on Twitter. Match. Yeah. He's going to match uh, all the proceeds up to two million. So we're going to try to raise as much money as we can. We're going to hold Mark Cuban to his word and hopefully make him pay up. And uh, and we have a fundraiser going on on, on Friday night uh, at the dinner. So you know, just uh, hopefully making as much money as we can. And, and the tennis will just be uh, a fun a fun thing for everybody to get involved. We've talked. Last question I wanted to ask you, which is, uh, we we talk a lot about Roger Federer on, on this podcast and and motivation and what keeps him going and where he finds successes. And I, you know, I, I see you guys at similar similar points in your careers. You could say tomorrow I don't want to play anymore, and you're Hall of Famers, and it's been a great ride. But you're still finding fulfillment. Uh, what I mean, what's what's the motivation at this point? Well, I think uh, I can speak for myself. Sure. It's just uh, we still love to compete i think you know it's like you lose a step sure but how how can i still be efficient out there how can i still help my guys you know win a game can i can i use some of the experience and help my teammates uh and that's that's just fun and um and it's 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 a kick to, to still win and still show okay the young guys think okay i can take him easily but you're, you're still there you're resisting you use experience and just you know, just being able still to compete uh, at a high level is is it's what's what drives me. It's what's fun. Sure, the the workouts, the summers are sometimes tough. Like I mentioned, the last few weeks, um, in the gym, like three four hours in the morning, and it's that's that uh, that part of the whole deal is is getting tough and it's getting tougher. But uh, once the seed starts, I'm sure it's the same with him. Once once the tournament starts, I mean, it's just. You see the fans in the stands, the atmosphere. I mean, that's that. that I'm, we're gonna we're gonna miss that once it's over. The, the competing, the um, the the. You know, it's for us. It's like playing in front of us. It's like it's like a show. You know, you you love it and you live for it. And uh, that's uh, one one day. It's one once that's over, we're we're definitely gonna miss that part. You've got another season coming up in uh, in about six weeks. But first. Yeah. Love 15, love 30, love 41, your event uh, this Saturday. Always yeah. a pleasure talking tennis. Uh, oh, I love it. Thanks so much. Great sport, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. And I'm a huge fan. I always will be. And the great thing about tennis, actually, is you can play it until you're old. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll teach my kids uh, to play, and hopefully we can have some battles here growing up uh, once, once I'm retired and looking forward to that. So tennis is 
is a fun sport, and uh, I'll always be a fan for sure. Sport of a lifetime. And get to uh, the, the Australian Open won't disappoint you, neither will a night session at the U.S. Open. <laughs> for sure. Bucket list. Bucket exactly. list. Exactly. Finish your career first. Take your time. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Derek. Pleasure. Okay, John. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. All right, that was a fun fun conversation. Dirk Nowitzki, again, his event is Saturday, September 16th at the SMU Tennis Center. We'll have the link. You can also uh, make a contribution even if you're not going to attend. Always nice when uh, athletes, especially of his caliber and other sports, have an appreciation for tennis. Uh, so thanks to Dirk. That was fun. Glad we did it again this year. Thanks, as always, to uh, Jamie Lasanti, who has – have you recovered from the U.S. Open yet? No. It's, it's only Monday. It's a grind, right? Someone said it's not a tennis tournament. It's a two-week hostage situation. Um, <laughs> that might be a little bit stark, but um, you did great work. I'll tell you that uh, on live air. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, that does it for this week. Again, thanks to Dirk Nowitzki. We will have another guest next week. Keep the suggestions coming. Hope everyone enjoyed the U.S. Open. Um, you can get this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are sold. Um, Richard Deitch says we need to say something about leaving comments or, uh, I don't know, giving it reviews or something. Um, oh, yeah, just click the five stars on iTunes. You heard it from Jamie Lasanti. All right, that does it for this week. We'll have another guest next week. Thanks for listening. I'm John Wertheim. This was the SI Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. See you in seven days.